Welcome to the Gospel Saves Podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. Please visit thegospelsaves.me. You can also visit The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We are entering a time of year when levels of depression spike significantly. The sun setting early and rising late makes for long days. The holidays are not a joyous time for all people. Those with family turmoil or no close family find themselves quite lonely and isolated during this season. And the general state of affairs in our current day has had a negative impact on a lot of us. To find reprieve, some people turn to intoxicants to cope with stress or pain. In a typical year, alcohol consumption doubles during the holiday season. Alcohol-related deaths have been on the rise for 20 years. Alcohol sales in 2020 reached their highest levels in 18 years, and sales remained historically high in 2021. And for too many, turning to alcohol means feeding a dark monster who will utterly consume you. If you are an alcoholic or you are addicted to some other substance, I want you to know that God provides a way of escape through Jesus Christ. From the outset, I want to be perfectly clear. I am not a trained expert in this area. I am attempting to offer spiritual guidance from the Bible that I believe will help those in the chains of addiction. If you are addicted to alcohol or other substances, I urge you to seek help from those with the training and experience to mentor you. To prepare for this study, I consulted a dear sister in Christ, Michelle Savage, who has overcome her addiction through faith in the name of Jesus Christ and is now a counselor in a program that helps addicts break free from their chains. Let's begin with a very basic question. What is addiction? From a technical standpoint, addiction is the co-opting of our pleasure and reward system. God designed a marvelous mechanism that he intended to function as a reward for positive habitual behavior. But to relieve stress, anxiety, or depression, the brain can connect the relief of those negative emotions with craving and impulsive desire for intoxicating substances. The brain trains itself to perceive alcohol or other substances as the way to escape negative emotions. I hurt. I want a drink. I really want a drink. I need a drink to make it go away. From the Bible's perspective, Addiction is a form of idolatry. My friend Michelle, who I mentioned earlier, called my attention to Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 30, the two great commands according to Jesus. If I am to love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, anything I allow to stand in between or anything I serve breaks this greatest command. Michelle also pointed the second command because addiction affects those closest to us in profound ways. So the addict breaks the second greatest command. 
From Michelle's extensive experience, the solution is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6-9. through 9. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. To escape addiction, one must humble themselves in the eyes of God and cast all of their cares upon him. In addition, the addict must always be on guard. The temptation to return to the old path lurks around every corner. Though addiction corrupts a good thing God created, there is a path of escape. It begins with humility, with poverty of spirit, and taking personal ownership before the throne of God. But this is by no means an easy course out. According to Michelle, recovering addicts face definite obstacles. One of the biggest obstacles is well-meaning friends and family members who enable destructive behaviors. In my earliest conversations with Michelle about how to help people attempting to escape addictions, she urged me to observe how family members treated the addict. Here is one thing she said to me in a recent correspondence. There are family members, significant others, and friends who are enablers. I know it may hurt, but sometimes the truth hurts. When an addict asks for money, or the enabler buys the addict food, or bails them out of jail, or gives them a ride to where they pick up the drug, the enabler is basically saying to the addict, do whatever you want, because there will be no consequences for your actions. Let me be clear, do not give in to them because it ends up being a codependent relationship. It will not only wear you out, but many times also the other person gets pulled down with the person they were trying to help. Pray for them, love them, but keep them at a distance and let God have them. He loves them more than you do, and he has the whole world in his hands. Be patient, they will come around. So in spite of best intentions, family members or close friends can stand in the way of addicts finding their way to help. But the biggest obstacle any addict faces is self. As I mentioned earlier, addiction is symptomatic of some deeply seated pain or negative emotion. Maybe the addict is attempting to cope with a traumatic event that happened in childhood. Or maybe he is lonely and isolated. Or maybe life has gotten so complicated that she craves some way to escape and forget about it. Whatever the case may be, it is essential for the addict to realize no amount of beer or whiskey or tequila will ever take away the pain. Again, let me share with you the words of Michelle. Many times we do not see what we are doing to ourselves. We think that whatever we are trying to cover up, numb, or run away from will disappear. It won't. And the reason is because whatever that is, it is deep-rooted. Maybe it is something that happened in your childhood. Maybe you were bullied. Maybe your spouse or significant other beat you, and you were trying to fill that emptiness and pain with something that will only put a Band-Aid on it. This is where Jesus comes in. He came to this world to sacrifice himself for every single person in it. He wants to heal your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. There is a hole in every person's heart here on this earth, and that hole can only be filled by Jesus. 
The solution for your pain cannot be found in a bottle. The solution is found in a Savior who knows pain and grief and heartache. Jesus has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon Him, and by His stripes we are healed. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. I asked Michelle for some scriptures that will help addicts face their demons. Here are a few scriptures that are especially meaningful to her. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Michelle also mentioned the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. In addition, she had a piece of advice that I think we all would do well to heed. Here's what she had to say. Read the Gospels first. They are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospels will help you know who Jesus is on a deeper level and that he will never leave you or forsake you. I could not agree more. The Gospel accounts of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are an excellent place to start. And if you're not sure which of those books to start with, may I suggest the book of Mark. It's 16 chapters long. You can read a chapter a week and be done in four months. Or you could read four chapters a week and finish it in a month. The book of Mark covers most of the major events of the ministry of Jesus, and it will tell you how to begin your walk with the Lord. If the Bible intimidates you or you feel lost and you would like to study the Bible with someone, you can contact me on my website, thegospelsaves.me, and click on Contact in the menu. What Michelle's experience demonstrates is that faith plays a pivotal role in conquering addiction. Recently, I was listening to an agnostic psychologist who has done a lot of research in alcoholism. He stated that researchers in the field have known for decades that a spiritual transformation was the key to overcoming the disease. God in his mercy has given the addict a way of escape, a way to break free from the trap. With the help of Jesus Christ working through his Holy Spirit and the Word of God, you can change your mind and thereby change your life. As I draw this to a close, I'll leave you with some hopeful thoughts. Michelle says, Do not believe what the world says about you, once an addict, always an addict. That statement is false. When you become a part of the body of Christ, you are an overcomer. With God, all things are possible. Michelle also urges addicts to plug into a church that speaks the truth, which is the Word of God, and does everything they can to follow it. The need for accountability cannot be overstated. Keep in touch with someone you trust, like a Christian counselor, a brother or sister in Christ, or someone you know will not co-sign your garbage. Evil company corrupts good habits, so change your people, places, and things. This means stay away from people who you used to hang around with. Do
Do not go to, and for some, live in the same place you did before getting clean, and do not do the things you once did. If going to a certain part of town triggers your mind to want to go use, do not go to that part of town. And once you have found freedom in Christ, share your story when you are comfortable, because you never know who is listening. Just like Jesus chose the disciples who later became apostles, he has chosen you. Remember, Christ came for the sick and the lost because someone who is well has no need for a physician. I am so thankful for good examples like Michelle, who show us the power of faith and hope, and who show us the power of God to rescue us from ourselves. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,